0: welcome to another episode of pods and pies today's episode is brought to you by
1: the pie pizzeria south jordan south jordan and we say this every podcast but all we want is one sponsor just one pizza place i don't even care if it's a little caesar's we just get one free pizza a week that's all we need That's <laughs> all we want it's and it's so oh we geez. have oh. mushrooms
0: and chicken yes yes by request and by request yeah from the queen bee herself oh. It looks like a it has that garlic. There's garlic. Oh, oh, that's a full clove. Jeez, oh, man. I might have to pick that one off. But
1: yeah, it's yeah, a good thing with social serious, distancing right now. <laughs> yeah, right. That's some serious stuff. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we're we're roughly we're roughly six Thanks, feet man. apart. Dig in, dig yeah. Doing our. All right. So
0: Thank you. Don't be afraid to take oh. a bite during. Everybody <laughs> you know always I'm so shy. is. <laughs> okay, good. Well,
1: it helps. the problem that we probably run into, and we say this again every time, we we just. We, they, the guests always talk so much hmm. and it's because we're asking a lot of questions. so it's it is hard to eat. so don't I mean we encourage <laughs> you to take bites, eat your pizza yes. but okay. it's just take one and and' we'll, and the nice thing is Danny and I we can down like four pieces each because mm. yeah, we just listen to the listen it's to the, easy. the wonderful a, guests like a fork
2: interesting like conversation mm-hmm. we can eat food. Mm. Awesome.
0: Elisa going thank you.
2: Thank you for the invite. I'm so happy to see you guys.
0: It's great to yes. see you. It's been forever. I know. Um first question. If you could throw a party with three to five historical figures that are dead, who would you invite?
2: Are they the only people showing up? No, 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 there's gonna be other people, but you oh. get a you get
0: a handpick.
2: Okay, I'm Everybody's coming to guesses.
0: your party because of these people that you get to bring
2: <laughs> not because of me okay <laughs> well
0: because you get to pick them there kind of, i mean it's really because of you but
2: all right all right all right let's see um okay i think it would be really fascinating to have gandhi is he dead
1: gandhi gandhi yeah okay um, Gandhi's gonzo
2: is, that's, maybe we should start. We'll, we'll change his name. We'll start calling him Gonzo instead of Gon- <laughs> Gone. Gonzo. He's gone. He's Gonzo. Okay, but here's the reason, though. Not because like he's been this super motivational impact on my life. I just think it would be really fun to see him party it up. Like I want to see him in a toga, chugging beers, hanging out with thing. all of his buddies. Yeah. Yeah. I think I you like know. That. I think it'd be cool. I like to see people out of their element. I do think that he would be pretty inspirational and fun to talk to, though. You yeah. And just like pick his brain. Let's see, other dead people. Dead people. <laughs> uh, man. Okay, this is this I'm gonna count two for one on this one. Okay. Uh, my grandparents, because I never met them. So I don't okay. know them. That's a story. And I think that would be the um uh, my my parents divorced when I was pretty young, so I don't you know, like I was I don't really have close relationships with my extended family anyway but my grandma passed away from an aneurysm uh, when she was like 60 and then my grandfather passed away from a heart attack when he was 58 so I never knew them. super young never but knew him yeah like connection to your past and uh, I think as you get older it's really natural to start to look for those you know what is the meaning of things and where did I come from and just try to find a sense of purpose Uh, And I think the best way to do that is through your ancestors. So I think it would be really fun to have my grandparents. They probably would not be drinking with me at this party. But... um, You never know. know. You never know. You never know. I didn't know them. So maybe they... Maybe they would. Maybe they were smokers. I don't know. I like it. So I'm counting those two for one. And then... Man... I guess probably Jesus, just because I have a lot
1: of questions for that
2: dude, right? Like, dude, for real? Tell me exactly. the truth here.
1: Well, hold oh, on though. That's Let, an amazing might, answer. You might need to have this. You might need to clarify. Maybe not a party. Maybe it, like because Jesus. Jesus Gandhi, would be though. amazing, but it, you can't be distracted. You'd no. have to say like, I need, I need like, I need like eight hours of your time
2: true how, well how and long is the party i mean is this like a full like weekend maybe you rager? get everybody
1: else drunk and then you and jesus go out <laughs> well think about it this way too and you can ask him all the questions
0: the only thing you have to provide is water oh
1: my god <laughs> yeah and
2: one loaf of bread and one fish <laughs> and your party's taken
0: care of we that's a great kids. answer
1: <laughs> yeah no one bring any food our uh, food's covered <laughs> food <laughs> yeah. is taken food care
2: is of i'm inviting jesus to the party as the caterer apparently yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. that's awesome
2: that's terrible. Dude, but I really that's do a, that's think... That's a
1: great... That is an amazing choice. I should
2: probably clear I'm talking about Jesus Christ. Like, just yes. in case there was... Not, not, not... I've known a couple of Jesuses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're probably still alive, though. The, so.
1: his, the, the major historical figure of our time. One of them is... Yeah,
2: because isn't it interesting? Like, I think it would be really cool to just compare, what did you really mean by this? And how did this actually happen? And, you know, like... I was, I consider myself agnostic. Yeah, because you're going to say, so "Hey,
1: did you know that how they wrote that story was this?" And he's going to say, <laughs> That's bullshit. Not how that happened." He's like, "No, that didn't happen." <laughs> no, or he's going to say, "Like that absolutely happened, but it was even better than that." Yeah, right. It's true.
2: So
0: they're missing some great details.
2: Here. He's going to realize that he hired the wrong ghostwriter.
1: Yeah, he's like, "Oh, no, I had <laughs> I had like I had a handful of these writers."
0: Do you know that's a show on Apple TV? What Ghostwriter?
2: Um, so like, do you remember that 90s? show?
0: Yeah, but they brought yes. it back. It's a new one.
2: Oh, I did not know that they that. Apple TV. Started okay. watching with my kids yesterday. Well, they don't have Apple TV. Anyway, but That sounds like I'm going to have to illegally download that. I mean, legally download that.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, just get access. Somebody, Someone will give you access. They're logging.
0: Um,
2: now I'm really excited for this party.
1: Could happen. Tell good.
0: us what's new with you. Okay. Tell us what you're doing.
2: I did just take a bite. Perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I have been in HR for 15 years. And doing HR as a female in an executive capacity in Utah is tricky. It's really, really difficult. It's not impossible. And I have a lot of great friends that are, are managing that really well. But I don't think that I'm the best fit for HR leadership in Utah as it is today. So I think I'm better served advocating for how to be strategic and modern and progressive in the profession and help connect language between the C suite. And HR. I think that's a better fit for me. So I pivoted at the beginning of the year and um, this was actually a really fun story. So I had a job that I was supposed to start with a startup tech company that ended up fizzling out and so I found myself looking for a job which is the first time I have found myself looking for a job for a while. I applied to two positions and it sucked. I was like this is the worst. Applying for jobs is the worst thing ever because I'm like looking at my resume I mean, there's no way that this is compelling. I, don't, I didn't go to college. I didn't get a degree. I don't stand out as a candidate at all. And I know that I sell myself better in person than I do on paper. So I decided that I was going to invite companies <laughs> to hire me instead of applying to their jobs.
0: Via LinkedIn. Via
2: LinkedIn. Yes. So it was a little bit of an experiment. And it ended up being kind of a fun experience because I, for one, um, very quickly identified my worth as far as how my network perceived me. And I also got to explore job opportunities that I never in a million years would have applied to, but were interesting. Can so, I have you
1: back up real quick? Yeah. You said you don't have a degree. Correct. You didn't go to college.
2: I did go to beauty school. You went to beauty school. I okay, out. so
1: hold on. I'm a beauty Cause, school cuz cuz the job thing now. is like we know Greece. You've helped we we've, we've known each other for a long time. And I mean you you've helped us. I mean you're such an advocate for for cool companies are rock stars like us you know I mean let's say but you I mean you've excelled I mean you are I mean you're a leader when it comes to Utah HR I mean there's other people but I mean you're a name that is is always talked about it just briefly maybe explain in your words I mean how in the hell do you go from no degree to like an absolute leader and a professional in HR, because that just seems like, I mean, people get degrees, they go to school, and then they, I mean, some people do obviously find, like, oh, they just are funneled into HR, or they just happen to just go into HR, and then they like it, and they stay. Yeah,
2: that happens all the time.
0: I everybody knows you. I
1: didn't know that. That just kind of threw me me out. I think that's an interesting.
2: I, you know, I look back at my rationale was, um, I grew up raised in Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And my whole take on what I wanted for my life was to be a homemaker and raise children and be a cute little crafty mama that loves scrapbooking. I I wanted to raise kids. Like I wanted this huge family Uh, and had a moment like I, uh, that changed at some point in my twenties. So knowing, like going into my adulthood thinking that was what my path, I was like, I'm not gonna go to college. That's a waste of 30 grand. But in retrospect, I do, I don't regret it, but I do think that I could have, I I for sure would have taken a different path, I think, than where I ended up. I don't think I would have ended up in HR, because you're right, to your point, most people, more than 60% of HR professionals fall into it. They were in accounting, or they were an executive assistant, or an office manager, and then they just eventually became HR people. So mine was, I wanted a free ski pass, and they were hiring for a seasonal... HR person up at Snow Basin. Yeah. And I was like, well, that sounds like a fun way to spend a winter while I figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And I had a mentor that sort of pulled me into it and said, no, you'd be really great in HR. And I was like, no, HR sucks. I don't want to be the principal's office. That's dumb. Yeah. But over time, like, I think first of all, he really sat down with me and helped uh, or more specifically identified very particular skill sets like nobody had ever paid attention to me like that before definitely can you say who this who this is yeah randy neitzel okay was he at snow basin
0: where's he what what does he work together at snow basin okay he's
2: now the head of hr for uh all the properties at glacier national park which is okay my My new favorite national park yeah awesome oh my gosh uh and we've stayed in touch like all through the years we get together about once or twice a year and just catch up and um, I still have so much respect and admiration for him because he was my first mentor. So the fact that he took me and sat me down, and gave me very specific, like, you would be good in HR because of these skill sets you have. Not because you're great at filing paperwork and you understand benefits. And no, it's like more, you understand how to, how, to, like, how to read people. You know how to connect people. And those type of traits I'd never really seen in myself. And this is my early, early 20s where you're still figuring out life at that point. And so, you know, falling into it there, I still enjoyed the administrative part of HR. I call it traffic cop HR, reactive, blowing my whistle, knowing all the details of what's happening in the city. Um, But yeah, it was like not getting the degree, I think, to to your original question of like, how do you grow a career when you don't have that linear path? Um, It's hard for me to answer because I don't myself like I know that I have a lot of connections and I've met so many great people but I don't consider myself super uh, important or popular I think it's the quality of a good leader well <laughs> I hope that's that's humility <laughs> uh, maybe it's just blindness I don't know uh, but I, uh, the thing that I've noticed about people that reach out to me and ask for advice or want to connect with me first of all everyone wants to feel seen and important and that they matter I think that's something that I'm good at. I really, I don't do it from a something is in this for me kind of way. I genuinely love getting to know people and learning everyone's story and then like collecting those stories and putting them in, in like labeled jars that go up in this inventory of people that I keep in my brain. The ability to connect those people to either other individuals or companies or solutions or ideas uh, is, I think really like the social capital that I've been able to grow my career and influence is just through people. I'm not the best at uh, execution of HR. Like I don't know all the answers and I hate compliance and even employee relations is super, super <clears throat> taxing and a drain on my uh, my brain and psyche. But I, I love making people feel like they matter and that Is what HR really should be doing you know like everything else is kind of this ancillary yeah it has to happen and we got to make sure that we are keeping the company from getting sued and and that uh, people's (coughs) benefits are taken care of and you know everybody's compliant it's not that that's not important but there's a higher level of calling of the HR profession which is if you're not invested in creating the work environment to be the the most impactful from the individual, personalized lens, that's modern HR. Like if you're not doing that, you're gonna be out of a job in a few years because that's ultimately the way that the world is heading and businesses that don't adapt to that that still have more of a transactional mindset of, you know, we're exchanging time for money. You come in and I give you a paycheck and that's enough. Those companies are still around, but they're probably not gonna be in the next one to two decades. So knowing how that's progressing, this HR people focus and emphasis in the business, if they're not also adapting to that change in what's happening just in the world and in our economies, um, first of all, it's a tragedy. But secondly, they're, they're gonna find themselves out of work pretty quickly, difficult to find another job when that company eventually goes out of business. Do you (laughs) think that
0: that role should be separate from, because generally, right, let's say you have a HR director. That person is handling, like you just talked about, right, compliance and benefits. Do you think that those should be separated? Have somebody who is the main focus of the people, and then you have your Ben Admin person and your payroll person.
2: I don't know if you were, like, just softballing me these questions, but I wrote an article about this in Forbes. I am
0: not softballing you these questions. This is a fastball coming at you.
2: I wasn't prepared for this at all. (laughs) So for a long time, I've tried to create common language for C-suite and HR to better understand. They want the same things, right? And I get asked questions a lot of uh, most HR people do. Well, when do I need HR? And how many should I have per... Hundred employees. That's a really, really common question. And traditionally, it's you should have one HR person for every 100 employees in your company. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I think that you should base it based on what are the objectives of your company. So I have these personas that I've built out for HR people and the needs of the company. I mentioned earlier this traffic cop persona. Traffic cop HR is what most executives look to hire first and foremost. They're getting too big. Their accountant can no longer manage payroll and you know administer benefits and they need somebody to write a handbook. <coughs> and so they're like, okay, well, I learned about this in business school. It seems like that's HR, so I need an HR person. So they look for an HR generalist or an HR manager. And this is, again, a very transactional reactive role inside the organization so if you think about it like a physical traffic cop that's standing in the middle of the intersection blowing their whistle telling people which direction to go they're in the thick of the drama but they have no ability to be proactive because they're hyper focused on what's happening to them Um, the advantage to these people is they tend to be very linear in thought and where they find the most value is keeping people safe which is through compliance and regulation and policy. And there can be a lot of benefit to that for a company that is scaling because you do need those practices and policies in place to be able to replicate as you continue to scale. However, the downside to these people is they're not always going to be the best at these other parts of HR that are starting to be more valued by companies. So you have city planner HR people These are usually individuals that serve at an executive level, like a CFO, a CHRO, possibly a director, but their role is more, they sit up above in their high rise, they look down on the city, and they're focused on infrastructure. Where are we gonna grow? How can I align the people part of the business with where we're headed? You know, what's our exit strategy? Those type of questions. But they're very disconnected from the day to day. So they don't necessarily know what's happening within the city at any given time, But they're really good at pulling things apart, seeing all of the pieces and how they need to be put back together in order to help a company grow and achieve its long-term goals. So they're very strategic. These are like organizational development design people. Um, And again, they understand more of like the business acumen side of the business. For a long time, these were the only two personas I talked about in HR because it was usually like you're reactive or you're strategic. But then when I got in my last executive HR role with a travel management company, I was like, I'm neither of these. There's gotta be another one. And so I introduced the mayor. And the mayor persona, there's a little bit of a caveat here. Like I understand that politics are yucky and most, you know, <laughs> most politicians are highly corrupt. So let's just assume for the sake of this analogy that yeah. they're on the up and up. So mayors, they love, love, love representing their constituents. They like to be out shaking hands and and kissing babies, and they usually have a really good PR skill set, so they can go out and communicate on behalf of the company. They get other people excited. They love to talk about the brand or the city. So their ability to sell an organization is a lot more clear, but they have to be able to speak the language of representing the community that they're living in, working in, and connect that to uh, you know, the city planners and those officials that have ultimately like the budget and buying power of how things operate within the city. So it's sort of this blended role that I see more and more companies going after, like we wanna be an employer of choice. We wanna have an amazing culture. We want people that wanna come work here because we take care of people and by proxy, they're gonna be more productive because they're more fulfilled. Here's the the stick or the rub most executives that I talk to, when I give this, uh, this analogy, they expect one HR person to do all three. They're like, well, I want all three of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, First of all, please. different skill sets. But secondly, like, it's impossible to have somebody that is reactive, taking care of needs that are coming at them, and give them the time and attention to be able to pull things apart and be strategic. Yeah,
1: this is like a super this is superhero. This is like a metahuman. I mean yeah. there's not you can't have three three personalities that that perform on a high level right. in one Yeah, you know, just that that's funny.
2: Yeah, so back to your your question, Danny is like, you know, like I I think that what businesses need to look at is based on the needs of the organization. Sometimes your first HR hire needs to be a mayor. Sometimes it needs to be um, city planner, I think you guys had Christo- Christine on recently, Zoric. yeah? Nope, oh. not yet. What's her last name? Christine? Not yet. I swear you did. No. Okay, well, if you haven't, have her. We will. She is.
0: Where's like, she, she at? Where's she at? Uh,
2: she's, she's doing her own thing. consulting now, yeah, White Label Advisors. <laughs> okay. She's yep. awesome. I really, really she's respect old, her.
1: Old oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah Absolutely, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So her, you know, when I look at her, I see her as a highly, highly competent city planner. And if I ever talk to somebody that is looking for, you know, we need somebody that can come in. We don't need maybe a full CHRO or a CPO, but we need somebody that can come and help us build infrastructure and like tear things apart. She's amazing at that. But, um, you know, there's other people that I know in my network, like Carl Sokia. That guy is like, he probably is the best blend of a city planner and a mayor that I've ever worked with. I mean, that guy is like, First of all, his whole aloha thing and like just how amazing he makes you feel being around him for 10 seconds. Um, He is so, so smart on the business side of things. Yeah, he's amazing. And I know I'm giving shout outs to some of my favorites, but when you give me a microphone, that's what (laughs) I'll do.
1: Um,
2: Having said that, I have been, I have served all three of these roles at different points in my career. I would never want to be a traffic cop at this point but it doesn't mean that they don't still provide value for organizations that need that particular skill set based on what's happening in the business. Does that, I don't know if that
1: answers yeah, question. No. I that love was like it. a really a great, long way. No, that's <laughs> great, it's amazing. When,
0: <laughs> when did you start having these thoughts? <laughs> well, I, I just mean, because right, because you you started, take a bite. Mm-hmm. Um, you started at Snow Basin. Like at that point, did you know after your mentor was like, hey, I think you should be in HR because of A, B, and C, were you like, okay, I'm going to stick in HR. Like when, I guess my first question is when did you decide, uh, yes, I'm going to stick in HR and then follow up question is when did you start having these thoughts of, I don't want to be this compliance person. I don't want to be the mayor. And Like who do I, like how did you start splitting these apart and having yeah. these thoughts?
2: I think what pulled me into a career in HR was my seasonal mm-hmm. job became a year round job and I had a mentor that was there for me that helped me grow into it. Um, so it was pretty early. I was uh, 19 or 20 at the time. Maybe a little bit older than that. But this whole transition of thought of like, man, HR kind of sucks right now. <laughs> it's really, I'd say it's when I went into sales. So I worked for a recruiting firm for about four years. And I was still very closely tied to the HR profession because that's all I did was direct hire placements for HR in Utah. So I got very, very familiar with um not only the, the geography differences of, of HR here versus some of the more global, larger markets, but also it became very, very clear to me this disconnect that I'm talking about, like the disconnect between what executives are talking about and what they expect and HR's language that they use and their abil- ability to deliver on that. I would have HR people come in to me almost on the verge of tears just begging for, I just want a strategic role. I just want to have that seat at the table. I just want to be taken seriously and and break through this glass ceiling that I've experienced in my career. I've been doing this for 20 years and I'm not taken seriously. And at the time I could commiserate, I'm like, Ah, oh, I know it sucks, doesn't it? That's my story too. It's our own freaking fault. It's because we don't take the time. Maybe it's not the time. Maybe it's just a disconnect of understanding to know that CEOs are from Venus (laughs) or Mars, whatever, and HR is from Pluto. And what happens is we we expect the CEO to get in their spaceship from Venus or Mars or wherever and take that journey all the way to Pluto, which we don't even know is a planet anymore. I guess it's a moon now. And we want them to speak Plutotian. And they come there and we try to introduce them to the things that we care about and what matters to us because we know that they're visiting our planet or moon um, for exploration, and they're depending on us for something. They want an experience out of it. So instead of personalizing the needs that they have and, and, and articulating in their language, they, we want them to come to us. It's like if I were to go to Spain, <laughs> for example, as an American who speaks very little Spanish, un poquito, I expected everybody in Spain to speak English to me because that's the language I speak, I mean, that's very arrogant, first of all, but I'm probably not going to get very far if, if I'm visiting another country and expecting them to know my dialect and my customs and my, you know, the, my lens, right? And I think that's where HR get, gets hung up is we finally have that audience with the C-suite and we get the proverbial seat at the table, which I hate that analogy, and then what ends up happening is we don't show up the same way as the rest of the C-suite and so we stay in the room, but we get pushed under the table we have not proven that we deserve to be in that room however you know they need their female executive for diversity numbers and so we get to stay <laughs> that's really mean but it's true uh
0: <laughs>
2: so that trying to to educate hr professionals on that point that you need to learn how to speak venusian or martian or whatever go to their planet learn their customs learn their languages And then when you invite them to your planet, speak in their dialect. Help them understand through their lens what you're trying to do. Like I can't even tell you how many HR people I hear about trying to introduce wellness programs that go in talking about how great this plan's gonna be and it's gonna make all the employees happy and we're gonna do a 5K and it's gonna be amazing and everyone's gonna get fit and hold hands and sing kumbaya. The CEOs don't give a shit about that. They don't care. What they do care about is if that HR person goes in and says, "Hey, our experience numbers are looking out of control. We're looking at an 18% increase on our new plan year, and there's one way that we've identified that we can try to get this under control. It is going to cost X amount, but the projection of what we're going to save—it's going to take some time, but 18-month projection is we're going to save you know this percent. So in the long run, this is actually a really good business decision, uh, you know. And then you go into the details of like so." We have some options here: A, B, C. I recommend B because of blah blah blah. That's an HR advisor consultancy. That's not, you know, I want to do this because it's the right thing to do and it's going to make employees happy. That's 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 going to get you a seat under the table, not at the table. Because you're,
1: you're not speaking their language,
2: right? Yeah, um, you gave me caffeine, so oh boy. I just want to point out that I talk a lot more and a lot faster when I how have
1: many caffeine. How many milligrams of caffeine does know, it take like for you to get, get crazy?
2: Apparently, whatever that is, that looks yeah, yeah that looks like about ten. four ounces.
1: Dude, I'm already like <laughs> 250 in for the day. yeah, <laughs> And I'm tired. <laughs> Plus, yeah. you got
2: me talking about, obviously, my passion. I'm ready yeah, yeah. for a nap you right now. You combine those two things. So you're not going to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> well, that's
1: make, less no. pizza for make you. No, dude. Ten is like True. a limit. Yeah, my limit's like six hundred for the day. Mm. If I'm about six hundred, <laughs> I know I've I pushed it. <laughs> You've I love just been caffeine, dude. Yeah. I love it.
2: It is a it's the it's the best legal stimulant I've found so far.
1: I know I can't wait till we can smoke marijuana, <laughs> smoke weed and marijuana. And I can't smoke. What else? I, you know what, 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 what else? What else would be great to just consume that we can't?
2: Well, you did ask. Definitely what we doing weed. Now? I'm doing branding now.
1: What's that? Yes, yeah, strategic.
2: So
0: branding,
2: I didn't want to work Hold in on. HR branding. anymore. Yeah. My title, this is really funny because I hate the term thought leader.
1: Thought leader. Yeah. Who, who makes up these weird things like Here's that? Here's the thing. If you come who, call yourself leader.
2: a thought leader, you're probably not a thought leader, right?
1: It sounds. It sounds.
0: I think you should put that on your business, like your card.
1: Yeah,
2: not. I don't know anybody can
1: take be taken seriously. No, I think you should put thought leader. leader. That's my title.
2: My title is VP of thought leadership. No, hold on. I'm sorry. If if I just offended you or somebody
1: else, I don't have. I what? Who came up with that? Did you? Please try try to offend me. Did you? (laughs) Did you come? Do you make your own title? Mm Mm-mm. Okay.
2: It took us a long time to figure it out because this is a new role for my company. So technically, I guess Danny and I are competitors, but we love each other, so it's all good.
1: You lead everybody in thoughts, <laughs> but you don't tell us what you think. But you lead everybody in thoughts.
2: Yes, I ble- I bring other people oh, along dude, for my thought thoughts. journeys.
1: <laughs> I think so much. I'm I think more than you. I'm a leader. Sorry. You know what? Sorry. Okay, here's
2: the thing about thought, thought leadership. I put that in quotes because it's kind of a yucky term. There is a true thing. Like, it does exist. If you have a person or a concept or an idea that is very innovative and looking to the future based on the information that's available today and making very um, informed and intellectual projections, that's, that's effective thought leadership. But I think thought leadership, the way that it's turned into this bastardized, yucky thing, is people have used that title to make themselves sound like I am the innovator of the future and you should listen to all the things I say and you should buy my books and you should come to my consulting things. A little bit
0: holier than thou. A little bit,
2: yeah. Yeah, like I've been around the block. Yeah. (laughs) Step in line, follow me, and I'll show you where to go. Exactly. So I think that it has, you know, kind of a negative connotation now. But what it is, is really impactful. And I, I love following those people, but the people that truly are thought leaders... Do not use that title. <laughs> so with all of that said, my title presently is VP of Thought Leadership okay. and
1: Brand Marketing. That's great. I love it. I <laughs> love it.
2: Um, but it's actually a pretty interesting pivot. You know, I'd mentioned that whole thing that I did at the beginning of the year and and allowing companies to, to apply to hire me. Um, this was not one that I had intentionally applied for, but it was a really cool... Uh, transition, I guess, into still being able to connect to my HR community, which I love. HR people—they're they are my people, and I don't want to lose that network. But be able to advocate on behalf of, you know, like the unseen. Really, like I I love meeting with executives and having this conversation because typically they'll take the meeting not knowing I'm an HR person, and then I get to come in and blindside them on you really need to value hr inside your organizations but at the same time i'm also going to these hr people and helping educate them to connect the dots on how if you want to be strategic if you want to elevate your role these are some ways that you need to do it so providing context instead of just being that loud-mouthed bratty person in the back of the room that says we want we want our seed and we deserve all these things that's bullshit. You have to be able to earn your seat, but I can't be the one telling them they're doing it wrong without providing a conduit of knowledge and resources of how you do that. Um, meanwhile, I'm also helping this company build out their branding. You know, they've, they've been a key player in this market for a long time, but they've never really had a traditional brand and marketing um, strategy. So helping them with that of, like, you know, let's define our values and let's define our brand essence and let's help our clients know what our purpose is and our and our why and align that with our customers' why um, to tell a better story of why they would want to do business with us. It's essentially what I've been doing in HR. It's just with a customer focus instead of an employee focus. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of... I don't know. It's made up and I'm figuring it out every day, but I love it. Dude, it's so good. It's really so cool. So, when
0: you put right, you put your info out on LinkedIn and said, "Hey, I'm looking for a job." Yeah. <laughs> this role did not exist. Mm-mm. They just said, "Here's a role that we think," or did you, I mean, when they, you know, they reached out and said, "We want to talk." Well, don't you don't you, Like how up. do you know that this <laughs> is going to be I mean, did they say we have this role that we think would be good or you you approach them and said, I think I could do this for you. Like, how did that happen?
1: I have not approached do them. You, do you think there's an aspect, though, that once they, if if anybody in the organization or any, you know, they look at the people you know and the and the reputation you have, it's more like, okay, we need her. How can we, how would you, how do we utilize this to our advantage? Like, it would be the amazing company? to have this person. We don't. I mean, let's just let's bring him in and let's let's. Not make up something, because that doesn't sound right, but it's yeah. more just like, we need, I don't know, let, let's create something that, I don't know, that we can take advantage of this, of, of all the skill set and all the knowledge of this person. Or is that not really?
2: I think uh, anything that's going to be client-facing, and this is something that I learned a lot through that job experience. Um, it used to be you hired people for their Rolodex, and it's still the same. It's just no longer a Rolodex. It's like a virtual Rolodex. Uh, many, many, many of the positions I was considered for were because of my network. Um, the downside to that, though, is very few companies can see the value of the network without the intent of destroying <laughs> the essence of that network because they're looking for you to make all these introductions and they want you to immediately go sell and they want you to like pull in all of these Um, connections that you've worked really hard to create, assuming that it's just a matter of like, you know, kind of the MLM strategy. You call your friends, you call your family, and you make everybody buy the oils or whatever, Tupperware or bags or, I mean, right now it's like athletic gear. So the tricky part for me during all of that was trying to find, like sift through that in terms of like are you really valuing me for what I bring to the table holistically or are you just trying to tap into my network without regard for for my reputation. This particular position was, um, uh, I don't know. I, like, I know that they wanted a background in HR. They wanted somebody with that affluence and influence. Um, but not having it defined ahead of time, I think, was tricky. To like, it, Even still, I've been there six months now, and I think there's a lot of employees that are still figuring out what I do, myself included. Um, <laughs> But it's not – I don't think that uh, a lot of the people that I talked to during this particular period were thinking long-term. It was like, she's available. What's it going to take to get her here? Because of that, you know, we've got to get that network attached to it. And that's very disinteresting to people that really do have a powerful network because they don't want to just hand it over to someone and say, no. chop it up, yeah. do what you want with it. They get really You can't protective. do that
1: over and over and over again. I mean, no. if, if you – you know, if is you know not, I don't know how many jobs you've had, but you can't. I mean, how many times can you do that? You can't yeah. do that once every, maybe once every five years. I yeah. Mean, you can't.
2: Well, I just look at even the two of you and how long I've been connected to each of you in the re- in the relationship that we've built over you know the course of several years. At this point, I would be comfortable calling you and saying, "Hey, I need a favor, or I've got something to ask of you." But that's because I've invested, however many years in you know, for you to know who I am and what I'm about and that I'm not just gonna abuse the relationship and take advantage of you and vice versa. And I think that the amount of time that goes into that, companies that are looking to hire someone to scale their business without regard to the importance to that individual of protecting those relationships, um, I, I feel like that's why there's so much turnover in those valuable candidates is they learn really quickly, you know, sometimes unfortunately after the fact that, okay, so, You don't actually want me for my talents and skill sets. You want me for who I can introduce you to. And once you have that, you don't care about me anymore. (laughs) So I don't know. uh, This this particular company, I think, is um, I haven't experienced that here. You know, I mean, there's definitely different personalities, and you probably know a lot of the people that I work with better than I do.
1: Uh, yeah, because aren't are you guys competitors?
2: Yeah, but what, uh, but in a it, very loving way, I wouldn't. Well, be not here you if two it
1: personally.
2: <laughs> That's true. I'm not a producer. The companies,
1: so. let's just I mean, uh, make it a little awkward right now. I just it just dawned on me. It's
0: not awkward for me. Is it awkward no. for you?
2: Morton was actually my broker for several years.
1: Oh, there good. Go. All right, Morton, Morton's better. <laughs> well, <snap.
2: laughs> Drink. They you know what? They were better, and then GBS hired me, and now you know.
1: I'll we'll, say that we'll department. That themselves. department's better.
2: <laughs> Here's one thing that was funny, though, when I was interviewing with them, and I've I've shared this story very openly. I had a bad experience with one of their brokers, probably a decade ago, like ten years ago, when I was a very administrative, traffic cop, HR person. I went out for RFP, was doing a bid, you know, to look at new brokers, and they came in, and I just I had one bad experience with this broker, and from then on, I was like. I will tell anyone and everyone never do business. I don't care what broker you hire, don't hire this one. And I was very clear about that, even in my interview process, I shared that story. I was like, I don't, you know, I don't wanna tie my reputation and my name to a company that I've been so vocally opposed to even like considering as a broker. But, you know, the more people I met, um, and I also like, uh, there's a really close tie to the Levitt Group as well. So here's how, this is kind of funny how this went down. Um, there's a, a, a non-profit called Choice Humanitarian. And my last company was, a, was an extreme partner of theirs and they would sponsor eight employees a year to go on one of these humanitarian expeditions. So I, I had the opportunity to go to Bolivia, which was amazing, 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 amazing. Like Choice is awesome. And I like highly recommend another shout out. Like they're one of the best community partners I've ever seen. So uh, I go on this expedition with a bunch of my colleagues and while we're there, uh, you know, there's 30 of us. And so we meet a bunch of strangers and there's like a mom with her son and there's a couple of business associates. Well, one of the people there was Eric Levitt and his wife and one of their daughters. And the thing is, when you're in that situation of literally pooping in a hole next to these people, first of all, (laughs) your bond is pretty fast and pretty <laughs> deep. Um, but also I you, you see people outside of the context of this, right? Like right. we're business colleagues and associates and we're friends, but there's still this layer of like, we know each other as our work selves. And in this particular situation, we got to know each other on a very, very human level, like super extreme raw vulnerability, um, you know, and just experienced life. Well, it wasn't until we got back that we realized there was this, Association and um, you know I got to sit down with Eric as the chairman of the board for GBS, and he spent the time to talk to me about this is this is we get it you know we've we've experienced some of these things in our past as a company, this is where we're headed we're on a good path, and just like my first mentor, he sat down he's like you're the right person for this role, and here's why like I know you on a layer that is way more than work LinkedIn, Elisa, like I know you, and you're the person to come in and help us do this. Um, I mean, how can you turn that down, right? yeah. Like that, it really meant something to me. And so coming into this organization, eyes wide open, and being a very, very strong vocal, uh, whatever the opposite of advocate is, to now I'm like, I love these people, you know? They're not perfect, and we have some people that I know Still have a really, really sour reputation in our market, but I see what they're trying to do, and they're putting enough trust and respect into me to be able to help them get there. That they're doing the work, like, I see the meat that's needed to make this stick to the bone. Um, so it's really encouraging. I mean, I don't think that there's very many opportunities that you have to go work for a company that you hate and have a changed <laughs> opinion and like <laughs> fall in love with them. That's amazing. That's I so good
1: only you <laughs> only you <laughs> i
2: love people what am i going to say you know oh. <clears throat> so i want to know i want to know how all of this covid stuff has been affecting you guys on a human level cuz we talk about how it affects work and you know business is down and all that but really as far as like how you are showing up as a parent and how you're showing up as a partner and just like a friend how is it impacting you guys on your psyche
1: you know who, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know, this is, you want to know, know what's so
0: funny is that uh, Mickey, like she just kind of turned the tables and started
1: asking us questions.
2: <laughs> That's Mickey.
0: And sure enough, Elise least She went to here. Bolivia turned with me,
1: tables by the way. Yeah, turned the tables. And just oh, yeah, asking us questions. Yeah. You know, the COVID, um, it's funny, I, I'm not bragging, but I remember in my neighborhood, like this is early on, I remember telling people in my neighborhood, dude, you, you guys don't. I know you guys don't think this is going to be a big deal, but this is going to be a massive deal. Whether it's made up or hype, hysteria, whatever, it's going to be huge. Anyway, I mean, it, it, it obviously has been, but, like, I don't know, man. Utah County, I mean, I live in Utah County, so we haven't had the same kind of interesting mandates or rules as Salt Lake and some of these other areas. So it's yeah. been a little easier in our in our demographic and where we live. But as far as, like, I don't know, I just, I, I honestly... If I if I know if I don't talk about it constantly I am healthier mentally it's better for me mm-hmm. for my kids for my wife and 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 so I I learned that early on for sure it like it, I know it's everywhere in the news but I just I don't I, I purposely don't give it more attention than it needs and I actually try to pull it back as much as possible yeah and it's just you know we take it serious but you know, even as an employer and having employees in a company, even even I have applied that as well, making sure that they're taken care of and that their their needs are met, but not to just be the only topic of discussion all the time, because yeah. there are thousands of other things that are amazing and great and going on. You know, it, I don't know. It's just so that's I don't know if that's kind of what you're looking at, but that's definitely. An approach I've taken, and I feel like it's worked at I least like for my family and for the guys, you know, guys and gals that work with us. And
2: but. how are you doing, Danny? I'm
1: so. Dude, he's struggling, man. He was, cr- he's struggling. I
0: was crying today. <laughs> That's um, just
2: because you were so excited to see me. Yes, it was <laughs> tears, <laughs>
0: tears of joy.
1: <laughs> tears of joy. I couldn't he's wait. actually pissed off. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I
0: mean, it's it's honestly been fine for. I mean, it's it's weird, right? It's weird for everybody, but. It's funny, like, I get so, especially when my kids were still in school. Yeah. And this is every parent that I've talked to, right? Like, you're sick of school. You're sick of being around your kid, like, all day. I mean, that's just honest. But at the same time, it's been awesome because you start to, you're around your kids more. You start doing more things. Like, there's a lot more family time. There's neighbors that I have never talked to that were friends now. So there's, like, a lot of little things like that, like, I mean everybody in Utah has been riding their freaking mountain bikes I know but like oh my gosh,
2: trying to do trail running right now. I'm like, okay, yeah, all of a sudden impossible. everyone's an outdoor enthusiast. yeah, so. but
0: it's awesome because when this hit though it was like we all went and got new bikes because it had been years since we got one and we go like three times a week.
2: yeah.
0: And so I don't know there's a lot of good things that came out of it. yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's been weird, but How like hard from do you like think
2: it is like for my the psyche, like
0: it's been fine. you
2: always hear about, oh well, Google announced this and Twitter announced this and Facebook announced this and they're always like, kind of the the ones that set the bar for the rest of us, right? And I think of that in terms of the Utah businesses of how difficult it must be to be, to be an organization that is high in the spotlight, that is known Dude. for employer brand or whatever, and the, the the shitty position that they're in of having to, they, to make a decision one way or yeah, the other. Yeah, they are. Because it's like, if they don't do it, they're gonna be completely crucified. They're doing and, it for the yeah. right reasons. Yeah.
1: They are, I mean, they are. They're like, okay, we're so big, we have to make these decisions. It's like they want to tell, I, I pers- this is what I believe, they personally tell themselves we're doing this for our employees and the benefit of the company and, and their health and everything. And and, it, it, I just, I, I, think that's bullshit for the most part. I'm sure there's some people that have genuinely, cons- genuine concern for the people they work with and they love them. But they're so big, they have to make those decisions because if they don't, then they feel like their brand will get just creamed. Yeah and people won't want to work there
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and oh my gosh well what and then worst case scenario we have you know 500 employees or 1500 employees and 30 or 20 like a small number get COVID within a month guess who's in the news i mean it's it literally is one and i'm it's one of those things like i have a great big company is awesome you know we have a small company It was. It's much easier to manage that, Mm -hmm. and to be to look everybody in the eye all the time, and to be able to make decisions based off of them, and not based off of what they're going to think about Victig or or, you know whatever company. A little easier, but I, I, you kind of feel bad for them too. I do. I don't. And I don't think. And I really don't. I think that they're also giving lip service the fact that they're saying. I've heard this so many times that. You know the wave of the future is people working from home i just you know i think they're saying that because
0: that's what everybody else is saying that's what everybody else is
1: saying and everybody's doing that I now but i tell you that most most like maybe even hr probably and owners of the company and managers they're like we love them in the office we want them in the office mm-hmm. like yeah. we don't want them all working from home we don't but they I don't, don't they're, they're afraid to say been, that right they've
2: now. never employees have never begged to work from home exclusively what they've been saying which i think has been miscommunicated by this year is we want the flexibility the flexibility that's the
1: word it's flexible yeah we want it's funny like every option to do that yeah
0: every hr representative that we've had in here to ask them i mean talk to them about it the thing that they say they miss the most is the people
1: Uh, the culture isn't the same you can't have it's not the same you can't have culture from 40% 40% of your workforce being isolated in their house. Mm-hmm. Impossible. But then at the
2: same time, there's a company, uh, Mickey and I have, uh, we've worked with them quite a bit. It's a company called Nimble. From inception, they've been remote. So it's kind of like a like a now CFO. They do a mm-hmm. accounting and finance, and they're all over the world. They happen to be headquartered in Utah, but none of them work together. And so building a culture off of that, I think it's worked for them because they've done it, that they've, they've, they've built to, everything to around with. that. Yes. yes. And looking at the sustainability of the way that we have had to respond in this environment to just trying to keep the continuity of business through remote work, uh, all of us went into it thinking, okay, this is temporary, it's gonna be a month, and now it's another month, and now it's another month, and now it's been almost a year. Well, no, it hasn't been, but it's looking like the projections are going to be, it's about a year. The impact that that's having on mental health alone is, I won't drop the F-bomb, I won't, but. I almost did. <laughs> Self-corrected. That's we way wouldn't more have good save.
1: That's
2: way more. My impossible. editing is not good enough to bleep.
0: <laughs> so if you say it, it's on.
2: I always, I always joke. I'm allowed one f-bomb per thirty-minute meeting. So. <laughs>
1: That's good. I like that. That's an <laughs> f-card, like dude. You I got the f-card all those. the time. But uh, do, it, and it's it forced companies to to build the infrastructure to support that because they didn't have that before. Right. And now that they can, and then they can attract other personalities or other people to be flexible. Some people don't ever want to work from home. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah. Some people want to. Very very few, I believe. And then there's that middle ground. It's like, yeah, maybe a couple days from home, if I earn the trust and the way the culture is, let me work from home. Get my shit done. Let me well, yes, I but I, I mean, also
2: think even that there's a subset of people that have been thinking they want to work from home now they don't but yeah it's like now when you see what it actually is I've had the benefit of having this kind of flexibility for many years in my career so I know what it's like when I stay home and work versus what it's like when I go to the office oh yeah same it's lovely it's wonderful and beautiful to have the option if I'm not feeling well if my kid has a fever if I want to go to the gym that morning and I don't have time to shower like it's really nice to be able to still get my work done and also take care of my life right but Working from home is not what I think a lot of people romanticize it to be. Because I I know when I first got started in work, I was like, if I could just stay home, then, you know, I could like have a job and also raise my kids. No, 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 no. no.
1: No. (laughs) Because
2: raising kids is a job.
1: Oh, yeah. Just like teaching
2: is a job. And all of a sudden, we're expected to be all of those things. And I have so much compassion for HR people right now because nobody's taking care of them. Their job is to respond to all of this stuff. But nobody is really showing up for them to say, uh, "How are you doing? How's your?" Hopefully, they got EAP great support from home,
1: or like some. I mean, you're right. They got to almost like take care of each other.
2: Yeah, and even then, like I, I am not in an HR practitioner role, but I still have my. You know, I'm I'm the head of a, uh, Utah Sherm, so I have a board of 32 volunteers, most of which are HR professionals inside their organizations, and they're not just tired. They're I mean it's it's palatable like when we have meetings you can just feel you guys got overworked
1: again I mean it's like you're overworked underappreciated like we talked about yeah and then COVID hits you 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 guys
2: they get a moment to shine
1: though they get a moment to shine but dude they were double time they were like it feel I felt like they were working extra yeah more concerned about than they were before of people Mm -hmm. making sure their people are okay more than they were before it's it's been i can't imagine absolute strain on her
2: i was talking to one of my directors one-on-one and she uh um you know she has a pretty large population but i was just checking in seeing how she was doing and she told me that well it seems to be starting off better we've only had three suicides this month and i was just like for real wow you know like i'm not dealing with that but the stress and pressure because you have like you sort of have to nhr put on the blinders of emotion sometimes to get through things, right? And when an employee passes away, whether it's through suicide or, I don't know, like any condition, when somebody passes away, there's this, this ripple of, of transaction that has to happen. Like you, there's certain things that you need to do. Just like if you're planning a funeral, like you're still emotional about it, but there's still decisions that need to be made and you have to kind of get in that headspace. So imagining like the complexity of that. I go to therapy every two weeks every two weeks, and I'm not an HR practitioner right now, but so much of my therapy sessions have been centered around, I don't know how to show up for people right now because I'm not well. I'm not in a place where I can be that for other people. Um, And like you guys, like there's been a lot of benefits that have come out of these circumstances, but HR, in addition to Uh, in Utah specifically. So we started with the COVID stuff and there's all these new laws that are coming out that they have to be able to like figure out and interpret and then put in practice. Then you have the earthquakes which is already business disruption because you stack that on top of people's mental health already struggling. Yep. And then you stack on top of that like uh, all the racial tension that we're experiencing in oh, Utah, right. and the polarization of that, and then you tie in politics, and then like the freaking mask or no mask conversation, earthquakes.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> what the hell? We. It earthquakes. is layers
2: upon layers of layers upon of, layers. Yeah, and I, you know, I look at these people and think about how. It, I think it's why HR sometimes gets that reputation of being cold, you know, because you at some point you have to be able to turn it off. Otherwise you'll just, you'll bleed your heart out. You won't have anything left for anyone because you care so much. And then you you sort of become this like puddle mess of inability to move forward because you can't, you have nothing left to give because you yourself are not having your cup filled. And so there's, there's no capital in your bank to be able to expel to others. Uh, and I see that happening more and more as this continues to progress and now we're getting ready to go into the school year. And part of the reason I was interested in how you guys are doing is um, I'm not, I think you guys know me pretty well. I'm not a raging feminist. I'm not burning my bra or anything, but I do think that this COVID has been much more difficult for, for women that work to navigate, not for any reason that it's harder or worse, but I think that because we just naturally have this compassion for people and wanna want to have this harmony and taking care of our kids and all of that, like, men tend to approach this type of disruption in routine as i can i can single focus like i can come into this and i'm just going to have to control what i can control but women because like we ha- we take off our blinders and we can see 180 degrees it just is so much more noise coming at us that i think it is a lot harder for them to emotionally like just channel what's happening to I need to go get some stuff done. So it's been really interesting as I've asked that question
1: because most I, men I give me the responses that. you do. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, the thing is like my wife, I mean, she's not a profession, she's not, she doesn't have a profession. I mean, she stays home, but it's been, it's been 10 times harder this year. Number one, because the summer has been twice as long mm-hmm. and you are now even 10 times more sick and tired of your, of your kids. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, then it, it's kind of like their their bubble gets burst when the school districts decide, like modified schooling, yeah.
0: modified school, you know, push, it, of, back yeah, push it back another week,
1: like we're only going to noon every day, you know, whatever. We're going twice a day and online. It was just like the, dude, the mothers, you know, whether they worked or they didn't, they were praying and hoping that they could just get their kids back and away, like they were before. When you can't and then do and then, on the it right? then it was another it was another You couldn't go yeah you couldn't go vacation you can't do vacations it's been nuts like it's been f-
2: nice to see everyone get back outside though I mean selfishly that's already where I connect like that's my spirituality is like getting out into the world in nature um, but that uh, it's it's Pissed me off a little bit because now everybody's like getting into my space. I'm like, this yes. is this is my yeah, no, mountain. Dude, it's true.
1: You got to pick your times. <laughs> a lot of people out there. Fair weather friends. Here's, here's the one thing to remember: not many people are up when the sun comes up. That's true. They aren't. That's like true. we've noticed that. Like we go biking, we we do we on purpose. We are there uh, many many times when it's just good, just light enough to see. Yep. Yeah. No one's there. By the time we get done so busy parking
2: lots full yeah so
1: i mean you pick pick your times but yeah you're right it is everybody is out in in my i, I call it my space like i mm. i i live i build. live to be in nature into the woods in the mountains and i wish i could be there more but dude it's are strip.
2: you still crossfitting yeah so i'm not to that level of crazy but i joined a gym
1: oh boy I which know. gym
2: i'm a vasa gal now oh uh. hell All right, look <laughs> when you live in davis <laughs> oh, county oh hell your options oh gosh, are limited, dude. but here's the thing.
1: No, they're not. Come I didn't on. even
2: want, I hate gyms. So there was like, I had this, this conversation with my therapist and I'm like, it's getting to a level of by my next appointment, if I'm not feeling better, I'm, I, I might need medication. And on my drive home, I was like, I really don't want to get on medication. So like one tiny sliver layer above uh, how awful medication would be was like, well, I guess I could join a gym and see how that goes yeah. because I'm just burnt out on running and it's too hot outside. Yeah. So I joined the gym and now I Zumba. Good. And I cycle.
1: Yes. Zoom, um,
0: Zoom, is Zumba still a thing? Zumba's Zumba still a thing. Okay. I didn't really get <laughs> really? it though.
2: I thought it was just like aerobics, right? Like step. Yeah. I heard um, it's pretty intense. It's pretty. It's tough. like salsa yeah. dancing, and I have zero rhythm. So when I do Zumba, it kind of looks like I'm stomping on an anthill while I'm swatting flies. And you, and you go to flies. the front of
1: the class. Tell no, me you go to the front. I don't. Of the class. I'm a side gal oh, because
2: the, okay. I want to be close to my water.
0: What about have Have you done high fitness?
1: No. Oh, I don't know how. I don't know how
0: similar that is, but it's like the same, right? It's like dancing, moving. It's I don't of, know. It's too it, was
1: hard. Sec, it was the second. It was the second. It was Zumba after. I mean, it's it's. It's a fa- I mean, they're all kind of funny things. But Zumba, Zumba has been around a long time. Zumba has Zumba been was around. Zumba was huge, and it was like, okay, you didn't hear about it. They did a video game, I think. I think and then my all of a sudden, high fitness. You know, that's full effect. I think my mom used to do Zumba. Yeah, my, my <laughs> wife used to do Zumba.
2: I, all right, I know you're trying to offend me. It's not working. Because <coughs>
1: okay. I'll say this. It's good though. It's I'm working. glad you. I'm glad good. that. You, I'm glad you're going to the gym. You know, one one aspect of gym is, and Voss is hard to get this, is, the. What's the right word? I'm just to say it's not the social structure but it's it, you have to it's hard to meet new people at Vasa.
2: I don't have any interest in meeting people I know
1: but here, here's where I'm going with it because if you do if you go to a gym, whatever gym that may be, and you meet new people and those people go at the same time and they kind of have a, s- similar things in common yeah then all of a sudden you kind of have this buy-in into this little in, in some type of group that maybe you find. And then you, you, you feel a little more obligated, and then you want to go see them, and that will keep you at the gym longer mm. than it would otherwise. If you go by yourself, you put your AirPods in, and you're just chilling, cruising, not that you do this, I know you do the Zumba, and there's probably some cool people, but I just, I feel like that is that is worse mental battle than, because you're, you're forcing yourself to go to the gym, and you don't, I don't know, like, but when you have people that you want to see, and usually that happens, I think you're in the smaller gyms, not the, it's, it's an and I don't care I'm not thing. an advocate for like CrossFit I just any gym that is a little smaller setting that you have that type of that social mm-hmm. structure is well my onboarding best. with
2: the gym I mean I signed up online the day before because it was that it was that thing in my head of like medication gym so I signed up and went in the next day. I had no onboarding; like they didn't know who the hell I was. And I was like, "Okay, here's my card, I guess." And then, where's the where's the room for Zumba? So um, plus, like they had limited hours because of COVID, and so yeah, they weren't yeah. fully opened yet. All of the locker room stuff was closed, so it was kind of a weird time to join the gym anyway. But I will say this: because of COVID, you have to register on their app uh, to like which class you're, or time frame that sure. you're coming in, because they can only have so many people. That alone has created accountability for me because if I don't show up, I get a demerit. Yeah, which is interesting because you know what's
1: funny is VASA doesn't want you to show up. Really? They don't. They want to sell as (laughs) many. I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying you, not you personally. No, they love you. I'm sure they love you. But I'm saying in general, what's interesting is VASA, they want to sell as many memberships as they can and they hope that people just don't show up. Mm -hmm. Because if everybody that had a membership showed up to VASA, you could not work out. You could. That's true. But I, you know, not where the hell are we going? Why we about talking? Oh, Vasa. Oh yeah, yeah. We're talking about gyms here and yeah. other other odd things. Yeah. All right, we got to right. get back on track because this okay. is the best part. Okay. All right.
0: Well, I. Do you have any final thoughts? Anything you want to share on a positive note?
1: Do you, are you involved in HR related anything? Yes. Sorry, that was we just talked to Rachel. Sorry, Dan.
2: That's okay. Um, sort of. I'm not a member, but I attend some of their events. Positive things that I want to share. Hmm. Give me, uh, give me something.
0: Give me some ending. St-
2: Ooh. You want a good soundbite? Just like
1: know. a good, yeah. just, just anything give, that. Like give us a T-shirt, like something we could put on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. I don't know if I have that kind of wisdom to impart, <laughs> but um, I think that you know I've I've definitely learned a lot in my career. I've learned a lot from you guys. Where where I try to instill the best positivity with people through all of this is just remember the influence that you have on others and I I don't think that any one of us is living in a vacuum right now even though we feel like it so making sure that you're continuing to foster your relationships and reach out to your people and check in on them but don't you know you don't need to make it like a super uh, weird conversation of like holding hands and staring deeply into their eyes just talk to people continue to talk to people and and not only build and foster your relationships but remember that life is continuing and it's still wonderful and like you said earlier there's still so much positive things that are happening in the world right now and it's very difficult to not pay attention to all the chaos and the yuckiness and the ugliness and the and the downsides of humanity that we're all experiencing Um, but you become what you're what you surround yourself with and I think if you look for those positive things and continue to just focus on what is bringing you joy. Uh, not only are you going to get through this, but you'll probably find out that you're going to grow a lot as an individual in that process.
1: Boom. Focus here, here. on what brings you joy. I'll add one last thing. This is what you said. My dad, he's passed away. He was an amazing person. He, one of the things that he taught me was, and this goes hand-in-hand with what you are saying, and maybe it's 70-30 right now, but 80% of what happens to us, every day, every month, our lives, is positive. 20 percent's the negative. The problem is the 20% gets 80% of, and we know this, right, media, everything. For example, um, I'm watching TV last night, and someone makes a comment. We were watching like, this high school football game, and the parents are in the stands with masks, and they're, they're grouped together, and they're spread out. And they make the comments like, oh, that's so stupid. Like, this pisses me off. And I just had to say, like, this is amazing. This is... They've figured it out. Like, families are there watching their kids play football. And it's just... It's it's this mindset. I don't know. I, and maybe that's... I, I took from what you just said kind of this 80-20 rule. Yeah. Let's just... There's so many good things going on. We just... It's okay to talk about the 80... Or the 20 bad. 20% of the bad. But we just... Look at it. Look at it through a different lens.
2: Yeah, yeah. Choose the fucks you give.
1: Dude, there it is. There, <laughs> there it is. I done. can't. I can't edit ding, that. Ding.
0: Maybe My I can, but so I. Proud. I won't. Let me put it that way. I won't edit it.
1: <laughs> no way. In, yeah. No way in hell. Kay.
0: So we start. Do you know how the end of this works?
2: Walk me through it. <laughs> Would you rather? Oh, wonderful.
0: Yes. Um, last week I tried a new one out. I liked it. Yeah. So I'm going to do it again. Okay. I have, th- I have three songs here. This is why I texted you earlier, but your, okay. your response was useless. I know,
1: she was I'm probably vanilla. driving around in a circle trying to find it. <laughs> she might have She been. wasn't looking at her phone.
0: This one, I, I think the first one's a softball. I'm just going to give you the lyrics. You've got to tell me the song. Okay. Okay? I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the sign. Life is demanding without understanding. I saw the sign. Do you know the artist? The first one, it's, it's a card. From the
2: 90s. Heart? Wait, nope. what did you say? It's a card?
0: Yeah, playing card. It's a playing card. Ace of spades. No. Yes, ace. Ace. A base. ace of base. Uh, base. There we yes. go. Okay, Ace of base. Ace of
2: base. I'm renaming them to ace of spades. <laughs> All right, perfect.
0: Okay, ace of base. All right, next one. Up in the club. Just broke up. I'm doing my own little thing. You decided to dip... But now you want a trip because another brother noticed me. <laughs> I'm up on him. He up on me. <laughs> Don't pay him any attention. I cried my tears just read it so for three good years. It's poetic. You can't be mad at me.
1: It's like you're reading of your kids. All right. So I have a guess. If she
2: I mean, it sounds like it's a female based on the words. Yes. Uh, Cardi B?
0: No, nope, I'm going to give
2: you one more hand. Are you ready? Yeah.
0: Oh, excuse me, this hand. Oh. Really, the ring finger right here.
2: Oh, Beyonce?
0: Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Beyonce. Single ladies. I was
2: going to ask Shakira, but um,
0: okay. I should ladies. probably
2: disclose to you guys, as, as as much intelligence as you give me credit for, I know actors and actresses by their character names in movies. I am really, really bad at like performance artists and remembering their names. This will be good. Then <laughs> yeah. you've pretty good. I'm healed, already though. embarrassing myself. Yeah.
0: All right, last one. Well, I started out down a dirty road, started out all alone, and the sun went down as I crossed the hill, and the town lit up. The world, excuse me, the world got still. Now listen to this one. I'm learning to fly. But I ain't got wings. Coming down is the hardest thing. <sighs>
2: that sounds like something Taylor Learning Swift would fly. do. Older. Older.
1: Female. Thing. Male.
2: Heartbreaker. Is it country.
1: Heartbreaker. Uh, no.
0: T.P. <laughs> and the
1: Heartbreakers. Know. In God Wings. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Okay. Okay.
2: Oh, this is embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. I know mean, the name good. Tom Petty. That's That's hard.
1: Petty. Well, when he reads it, like he's reading out of a ch- children's book. Yeah. I oh, can't. You know, no, even if you
2: were to like, hey, can you name a song that so-and-so sang? I, I'm terrible at that. I just, I I, I save my mental capacity em. for other things. No, you I, like, I like like poem. I sing
0: them. Okay. Next time,
1: I'll <laughs> sing them. How about that? Instead of you reading. I mean, that'd be a little easier. Okay. I like the
2: poetry. You know who would be it really is, good at this is Carl. Carl knows because oh. he's, like, he's like side DJ.
1: He's it's, amazing yeah. with music. Oh, we're going to stump him. We'll have right. it when we get him on because he will be on. It, we're going to stump <laughs> him.
0: Okay. Yeah. Would you rathers?
2: Okay.
0: The only rule is you have to answer the question.
1: It will be one Kay. or the other. All right. We Should
0: have one. I've been to a
2: slumber party before. I we don't have one, you, you, you have to Tiger ask. Do you know Tiger Woods is? Yes. All right, good. Barry Bonds. <laughs>
1: Barry Bonds? Barry Bonds. Baseball? Baseball. Okay, yes. Steroids? Okay, yes. home, like home run champ. He like, hit a lot of home runs. Okay. So would you rather uh, take a Tiger Woods driver swing to the shin? Mm. He's going to swing as hard as he can with the driver right to I'm the gonna shin.
2: I'm going to break my shin. Okay. okay, got it. Or
1: Barry Bonds home run swing to the middle of your back?
2: Oh, shin easily.
1: Okay. That easy was one. quick.
2: Well, because the back, here's the thing. If you mess up your back, you're done. You're done. Like, you're done. I you're worked right. for a spinal infusion company, and I know what that looks like. Okay. A shin, you know, you even if length. I had to, yeah, like, if I had to even lose it below the knee, there's Paralympics, but your back's gone, you're done. You're
0: done. Toast. I like yeah. it. Okay, easy. Quick, quick. Would you rather eat a whole jar of mayonnaise or a whole tub of Butter. <laughs> butter? Butter. <laughs>
2: Did you ever lick the like margarine and butter things no. when you were a kid? Oh. <laughs> I think I had a salt deficiency.
0: <laughs> you know what I used to do, which was really weird that I, it was really weird. I got a side note. Piece of white bread. Okay. Butter. Sugar.
2: Oh, that's not weird. I it's not? Okay. Sugar. I did cinnamon been, I wouldn't, sugar. no, but it wasn't toast. It was basically an uncooked
0: no,
1: right. cinnamon toast.
0: But it wasn't cinnamon. It was just sugar. Like I would literally. Oh, well, yeah. Because we had this big tub of sugar and I would hold the bread over and I would scoop it. And I would just do it, and the excess would fall back in. Yeah, and then I would just eat butter and sugar. I don't think that's too is weird. That okay. we to, is like, the no. secret to
1: we would being tear up little bits one of, of the bread. best athletes in Utah history. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there, yeah. It then is I, a secret. Gonna, You've got like your all your kids major kids food that. groups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we
2: were super poor growing up, so we didn't even like bread was a luxury. I mean, we were the type that lived on like. Powdered milk yeah, well, and hold on.
1: Well, bread was a lot. What did you have besides bread? We didn't have
2: bread. I mean, you didn't bread even make was, your own
1: bread, like cook your own bread?
2: No, not really. My mom, um, when my parents divorced, she was single mom in it for a while, and she also was a nurse. So she was working like twelve hour days, and we were kind of doing our own thing. Yeah. So I ate a lot of uh, macaroni noodles with margarine because butter was way too expensive. So we'd have margarine with like salt and pepper, uh, and now that's my comfort food. I eat a lot of Mac that
1: and cheese. Yeah. Love it
2: yeah good. no cheese no cheese no cheese, cheese. M- just mac and margarine only mac and margarine. when the bishop storehouse had cheese available yeah. would we get cheese that's good so yeah uh,
0: would you rather pee every time you stand up or poop every time you sit down
2: <laughs> oh <God. laughs> it seems like it seems like a really easy one to answer especially as a female i'll take peeing all day long
0: yeah, okay. dries, yeah every time it you dries stand
1: wigger. up it's
2: true okay. And even, like, the long-term smell of, like, how it settles into your overall yeah, funk. Yeah, you can
1: cover it up easier. You can't yeah. cover up poop. It's not like cat pee. Nah. I mean, really. you're never getting yeah. that out. Then you can drink a ton of water, and then it's just, like, water down yeah. Yeah, like, pee all the time. Yeah.
2: I like how you think
1: through. Yeah, that's not stinky pee. Sometimes <laughs> you <need water laughs> to th- you got to think through these sometimes. Seriously. Uh,
0: would you rather be a genius that nobody believes or an idiot that everybody believes? <laughs>
1: I feel like
2: I'm already in that situation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A genius everybody, no, a genius no one Nobody believes. Nobody believes. Or an idiot that everybody believes. So. I actually
2: think that's a pretty easy one to answer uh, because you no. know the saying ignorance is bliss? If you think that what you're saying is intelligent but it's actually not and you are an idiot, you don't know any different. But if you're a genius and you know you're right and you have like this, this concept of linear thought that, it's really, really frustrating and infuriating when you're trying to tell somebody else that's just not getting it. That's basically social media right now. Yeah. So I think I would choose to be the idiot. You can't. You can't ruin insane. society
1: though. If society believes mm-hmm. idiots, that's a problem. Would
0: like, you rather is going deep right now? Yeah,
2: yeah but are. you're damned if you do, I'm damned the, if you a don't. A because genius, if you're genius and genius nobody believes, no believes
1: you, believes. that's just to I don't know. Got I think it. I would do a disservice to the whole society if I just.
2: If nobody believed you though, and you were a genius, you're not. But it, but any it's impact. better. It's
1: better than everybody believing you're... You're an idiot and you're telling lies and shit. But you don't know
2: that because you're an idiot.
1: I know, but it's still, you know it's bad. Now I I know it now before I choose. (laughs) Then I got to choose and then I'm an idiot.
2: You're going to be the one arguing with me, but everyone's going to choose to believe me.
1: (laughs) I'm the idiot right now. Everybody believes.
0: Would you rather have a runny nose for the rest of your life? Or have to cough after every word.
2: I have a weird thing what? about coughing. A really weird... Because I think when, my, when I was younger, my mom has a cough that just grates on my nerves. <laughs> and so now I have this huge aversion to coughing. Uh, so for sure, the runny nose. Runny nose. I mean, yeah. Okay. Like
1: every... Every <coughs>
0: word, <coughs> word. Dude,
1: there's no way that <coughs> even possible. No. Runny nose your whole life. Both would say. Like how runny...
0: It's a runny nose. I don't know. know. Can
2: you like, get a little, like.
1: Do you have. Is it just thing? every time, all the time? It's, it's just,
0: yeah, it's just running. You got a runny nose, man.
1: You sniffle. That's a good thing. It's like those you people, people that just,
2: like, for their whole lives, just sweat. That's basically the, it's just sweat coming out of your nose. Yeah. It's fine.
1: I got a great joke after the podcast, I'll tell
2: you.
0: Would you rather have your brain <laughs> transpla- transplanted into a robot's body or an animal's body of your choice?
2: Well, robot. All robot? Right. Well, hold on. Let me think you, about the animal you get, you to, get choose to choose your, choose your animal. animal
0: yeah any animal you want
2: it would have to be something with opposable thumbs because i'd be really pissed if i was an animal and i couldn't use my thumbs
0: so you're gonna be like sloth.
2: but i couldn't communicate monkey. though and with a robot i'd be more likely to be able to like Dude, but your brain hold on function. no 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 you oh got and brain? i don't have to shit and pee so
1: you have your brain your brain's going in this animal yeah yeah you, you possibly could you, you could possibly figure out how to communicate. With 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 the limitations of the animal body.
2: Yeah, but with a robot, I could do the same thing, and choose my voice box to boot. I'm gonna go robot.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, We're gonna get a little bit morbid. Would you rather die by a zombie attack or a shark attack?
2: Well, zombies go after the brains.
0: Like, you know, you've seen Walking Dead know, when they
1: attack, and they're
2: just yelling, and they're all... Yeah, but they're slow. Eating their necks, and... And shark, shark? I feel like they're going to rip what, apart what, what, my which limbs. Which shark, though?
1: We're talking We're talking know. great white?
2: Choose your shark.
0: Whale shark. No, what's <laughs> Yeah, great white. <laughs> no, great white, okay. Great white. Jaws. You got, gonna you got some jaws. You're going to experience
2: a lot more pain, I think, leading up to the death with a shark than you are a zombie. Zombie, you just kind of like detach your brain cord and you're done.
0: Hopefully. Is that how it works? I don't know. I don't know.
1: I, I thought they would.
0: I've seen the movies.
1: I'm, I'm just going
2: completely off the
0: Everyone of is the aerial shot pulling <laughs> up. There's a face.
1: They're yelling. They're in pain.
0: Ah! And they're just taking yeah. bites everywhere.
1: Yeah, but I then know. you come back as a zombie.
2: That's true. You're I infected. could live forever.
1: Yeah. And then, you, then you're a zombie. Ah, oh, i become That's immortal if, I if
2: I'm a zombie. Sure. Uh,
1: sure. Shark bait. That's what I am. Mean. Would you rather
0: drink a glass of expired milk, like chunky expired milk, or eat a bowl of moldy strawberries?
2: <laughs> Gross. Uh, I can't do the milk thing. I don't really like milk anyway, so I'd probably have to do the moldy strawberries. I would just tell myself that I was eating, like, I had pneumonia, and so I just needed to take my moldy pills that kind of tasted like strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Okay. you'd rather have the milk
0: i don't know i feel like i get it down quicker just like
2: you know i don't, I don't think know you, no. Oh, no because you can't you're gonna have to choose some of that
1: but the, the rule not. is though the rule is though y- if you throw up you gotta re-drink gotta do it, it again yeah. you can't just drink it and then throw it up like you, you whatever it is you, you gotta it consume it and keep it down so yeah. that's the caveat you gotta yeah Okay. Yeah. you wouldn't do the milk
0: uh would you rather have to read every word of the terms and conditions mm-hmm. when you're prompted to right you Update your whatever you get terms and conditions right. For any contract I ever anything signed. right everything. Side, everything. Or you have to ask your parents for permission every time you have sex.
2: Sex. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I figured that'd be an easy one. I take that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Can you just do it via text? Sure.
2: Yeah. I think it's gonna make my parents more uncomfortable than me. So. Yeah. yeah. Would.
1: Uh,
0: would you rather randomly stub your toe, get a brain freeze, or bite your cheek three times a day? Say brain it again. freeze. So either stub your toe, brain freeze, or bite your cheek three times a day. It's all random. But yeah, three times. What brain, did you pick? Brain freeze. Brain freeze? Mm-hmm. Like an intense brain freeze, not like a little like, uh, I'm good. Like
2: Yeah, I still think so. Brain freeze, okay. Because the others, like, they, they're they, can, they can, they're long-term they're, yeah. wounds. But yeah, especially yeah, like if I have to do it every day. Stub your toe three
1: times a day, dude, you're, you're going to lose a toe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, would you rather eat poo-flavored chocolate or chocolate-flavored uh, chocolate-flavored poo? Uh,
2: isn't that the same thing? Is it the texture of it?
0: Well, no. You have a piece of chocolate, right? You got a Hershey's bar yeah. that tastes yeah. like poo. Okay. Or you have a piece, a of, piece poo. of poo
2: tastes yeah. that tastes like, like chocolate. Bar. Of course. Well, that seems like but a no-brainer.
0: Everybody... I don't want to say it. Everybody knows
2: that I'm eating poo.
0: Yeah, they don't know that so it's it tastes. Like they pirate. don't know that it tastes like chocolate, but they know that you're eating. They see it and they think God, Lisa's eating shit again. Yeah, I,
2: don't, I mean, I, I don't think that would deter me really.
1: And poo has all the. It's not like poo is this poo is really like sanitized and. This Still, is just, I could this capitalize
2: on this though. Like I could make it into a YouTube channel. I've seen the movies. Yeah. Saying. okay I might be able to profit on that nobody's gonna pay to see me eat at Hershey bar
1: That's true, true. And they true. might not believe you that it tastes like poo yeah
2: yeah and if it's like an emperor's new clothes thing and only I'm the one that tastes the poo and they taste it
0: <laughs> That's um, are you on the internet a lot? Um, I mean do you have to be for work like do you like yeah, social I media so. all that kind of stuff Yeah. okay then I'm gonna ask if you're not then it didn't really matter no. but okay. would you rather gain 10 pounds or be banned from the internet for a month?
2: 10 pounds at my current weight? Mm, that is a tough one. Probably the internet.
0: Taking the internet. Yeah, Kay. it's a vanity play. Okay, I like it.
1: That's tough, that's tough. That's and no tough. internet.
0: Uh, okay, last one. This one's deep.
2: Okay, I can go deep. Got to <laughs>
0: think about it, okay? Mm-hmm. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button in your life. Pause. That was quite. That wasn't even that. Yeah. What a stupid question.
1: Dude, yeah, that wasn't deep at all. Because I don't no, it really, really wasn't
2: like. It. I think once you get in the mindset of, oh, I need to fix that, or oh, I need to correct that, How, well, it's a really damaging place to be. Can I ask a question? Yeah.
1: How how long can you, what's the rewind hit? You know, like when you watch something <laughs> online where it's like 15 seconds, seconds back? Only. or sounds like a Twilight is this, is this episode. Like, <laughs> in life, is this like, is the rewind a day? I'm gonna, it, okay,
0: I'm going to say like a day. Hour?
1: I'm going to say a day. So the rewind, the rewind button for is a day, a day. And a pause. And a pause is just, how long can I pause?
0: A day.
2: Yeah, this sounds like psychological thriller stuff, and I think as soon as you go down the rewind path, oh my it gosh, ends though. up being Twilight Zone. Oh, Have you, you sound, ever seen Glass Back to the Mary.
1: Future too? When Marty gives the Sports Almanac and he's trying yes. to go back, yes, yeah. and, and look almanac. at the chaos that no, it No, but the problem, w- the problem is there's a book. Yeah. I just get to watch sporting events, rewind a day, go bet on just, them. I just work from home, wait, make money on sporting yeah, events. Yeah, but
2: then, like, what what purpose do you bring to your then life? Then I can give that, to
1: the children, the hungered oh, children, bologna. And, bologna. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So money, see, money build a, see, no, money build a hotel happiness. and a casino, just like Biff, <laughs> and i will ruin the world. Okay, that's probably what will happen.
0: So here, here I am, wanting to rewind so I can make money, and Brent wants to rewind so he can help yeah, children in help, poverty. I want
1: to help. Yeah, I help and the children. And apparently, build a high-rise with yeah, a hot tub. I could tub. rewind, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, maybe I can pre- prevent COVID. I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe. 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 I love it. You That's only have it. a
2: day though. That feels like it's going to be an episode of Twenty Four, and you have like twenty four oh, hours know, to figure dude, it out. Jack
1: Bauer was so badass. I'd, yeah.
2: Was please?
1: Is
0: yeah. He's in. Is I mean, not Jack really Bauer, but you know he's in Kiefer. He's in. They oh. made a new fugitive. Kiefer's so hot. What?
1: They oh, have a new it? fugitive. The movie. It's like a series, but a series. It's, the one I think it's the based man? off of. He, is he? Is he running? Do they no, have one on No, he's man he's Tommy Lee. He oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm watching. He's chasing. I'm watching that for sure. Anyways. We'll
2: have to discuss Done. it on the next one. That's it. That was good. Thank you. Thank you so You're much. You're awesome. You're
0: amazing. We um, appreciate you I don't know
2: why it took you so long to invite me, but.
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you. But You were the first <laughs> on our list. <laughs> you really Does were. That have anything you really were, actually. What?
2: Does that have anything to do with GPS? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I'm just Looking <laughs> into the <laughs> camera. <laughs> Cut.